DJ Benny James. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have a special show that I don't even know the name of it yet. I'll explain why in a minute. We've got a special guest here, Mr. Michael Rowe. What's up, Michael? How you doing, buddy? What's up, Benny? Good to, good to see you again. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you, man. I know you are a busy man. You've already had a morning full of meetings. So I appreciate you taking the time out to come and see little old Benny James. I always appreciate spending time with you. We did a show back in November the 3rd, 2019. It was called Soul Legacy. Was it that long ago? It was that long ago already. And that's when we became friends in June 2019. I met you at Lady of Lords Hospital. I always forget we met like that. Yeah, I yeah, just assumed we, we met at a uh, Legacy of Hope event. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was a patient and you was taking good care of me at the hospital there. And we got to talk in and you found out I was a DJ and you run an organization, Legacy of Hope. I'm glad you made it. You're an incredible DJ and a great friend. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, we got talking and I told you I was DJing. I started doing a couple of events for you and uh, then we became friends. And you've been to the house and everything else. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you for your friendship. It means a lot to me. You also gave me an opportunity to do some volunteer work for you. I couldn't keep that up as long as I wanted, and I also wanted to give you an apology for that. No apology necessary. You've, you've got a lot on your plate too, so. But uh, you really are a busy man, and today really I just wanted to get an update on everything that you're doing, how Legacy of Hope has grown since 2019 when we first talked, and also give my listeners an opportunity to find out more about what you're doing, maybe donate, maybe get involved, that kind of thing. So thank you for joining me, man. So before I play some music, because I want to play a lot of music today that complements what you're doing, but... Just give people a little rundown real quick if they didn't listen to the last show. What is Legacy of Hope? We're a nonprofit based out of Philadelphia. We provide emergency financial support for cancer patients and their families while they're going through treatment, even after treatment. Uh, A lot of times you have one family member that has cancer, they're too sick to work, and then the other family members, if they are working, have to take time off to help that sick family member. And just day-to-day necessities, basics like food and utilities and rent and school supplies and clothes are, they can't afford them. And that's where we get referrals from every one of the hospitals and cancer centers uh, in Philadelphia, and, and we go in there and take care of it. Our response time is less than 24 hours for the most urgent cases so you go and help these families with what they actually need right at that time right then and there and because we're getting the referrals from usually the oncology social workers I mean the social workers know them on a a personal level financial level medical level so we don't have to spend hours days or even longer trying to put the case together and figure out if it's legitimate if if the patient needs them we have that all right away as soon as the referral comes across and we can go into action we partner with local businesses to continually strengthen the emergency patient support network That's amazing. So what's it like for patients when you guys call and you say, hey, we want to help? Do they think like, this is a joke? Do they feel like it's a miracle? Like, how does it go down for them? I must imagine it's, it's o- amazing. Oftentimes, they're in tears because they're at their wits' end. They're going to sleep uh, at night. They're hungry. They look across the table. Their children or their spouses are are going hungry. And then you have this organization that comes in that provides food, provides you know shelter or just basic necessities. So we typically get referrals when all other resources and all other sorts of funding have been exhausted. So we're the eleventh hour in funding, the last resort. Right, okay. And I see all your posts on Facebook and different social media. You have a whole team now. You have loads of volunteers. Tell us about your team. 
So I think last time we spoke, it was it was two of us, uh, Gina Mancuso and myself. Oh, the- <laughs> uh, and fortunate to have uh, you know Gina still on board. She's definitely worth her weight in gold. We have many more staff members. Since we last spoke, one of the new things that we're doing is we have a mentorship program for underserved and at-risk seventh and eighth graders. We work with a few different schools. Shout out to uh, Nia Michelle, who's our VP of the mentorship program. She's been heading that up. So in, in short, we bring a bunch of business leaders and entrepreneurs and media personnel and help the students just really train them up and they create partnerships in their own neighborhoods to bring money in to support cancer patients that are living in their neighborhoods so those neighborhoods are more you know self-sustaining so that's been really exciting to watch that grow okay I don't think I asked you this question but I'm gonna ask it after this next song but I wanted to know why you even started this in the first place I don't think I asked you that in the first one and it's pretty important but first I'll play this song for you because it's called helping hand and I think that's what you guys are doing you're lending a helping hand to people and giving them support when they really really need it so this is Arthur Mills enjoy this one You know, everybody needs a helping hand sometimes. Someone to lean on when you're feeling down. Yeah, yeah. Every time I need a friend, I turn around and find your hand in mine. Every night you're fighting up this world that brings along this pain to sorrow. Our love is strong.
There you go, helping hands. If you're listening to this on lovesoulradio.net, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. If you don't have your mobile app yet, you can always go to lovesoulradio.net. Right there, you can download the app for free. It's on iPhone and Android. Only takes a few seconds to download, and you can see all the different options on there. Definitely the best way to listen to the station. So Michael Rose here from Legacy of Hope. And why? Why did you start this? Were you crazy? <laughs> what was going through your mind? Did something spark it? What, what happened? Definitely can't say that I'm not crazy. That's still a possibility. <laughs> but uh, I, I was working as a, an EMT in the ER Center City, Jefferson. And like a lot of really sick patients, we see, you know, we see them a lot every couple months we see them. And there was a younger woman who had a stage four breast cancer. It was metzed all over her body. She's really hurting in bad shape, but she had the most amazing attitude. She'd call you and say, Ben, you've been working too hard. Sit down. She'd try to get you to laugh. And towards the end of her life, her older brother was taking care of her. She was too sick to be on her own. And he was a really nice guy, but a very stoic guy. Never showed emotion. I was packing up, usually work 7A to 7P. And I was leaving and I looked across the room and he was just, tears were coming down his eyes. It so caught my attention. So I brought him to the family room and I said, you know, what's going on? And he's, I remember this conversation, Benny, like I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. He said, we both know my sister's dying. He said, but I have to listen to her gasp for breath at night. We can't afford the home oxygen. We can't afford basic supplies. And it changed the lens that I, I looked through everything else with. I walked out of that room. I said, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't possibly do nothing. And so they just kind of got the wheels turning. And that was really the very beginning of what sparked this idea of, of how can we help some of the most underserved and disadvantaged patients because that I would love to say that's a unique situation but it's not that sort of thing right. presents itself hundreds of times a day across just our city alone a couple of things I want to say about that is first it blows my mind with this whole insurance thing here in the USA you know in the UK we have a national insurance so it covers everybody for everything and we all pay a small amount out of our salaries of a national health tax similar to Canada right it blows my mind that uh, some people here who don't have insurance or even if they do have insurance is the insurance is not good enough to cover all of their expenses for their care and it kind of just blows my mind because I didn't grow up like that so I should clarify, and there's definitely huge, huge holes there in the in the care itself. I mean, but there's a lot of social nets and a lot of altruistic programs that, that the hospitals we work with had, but where we come in, typically it's non-medical related things where, oh, again, okay. there's there's no food, the utilities have been shut off, families who are being evicted, you know, they can't afford clothes or, or school supplies for their children. That That's where we come in. Got it, got it. Okay, my apologies. And also, you guys focus a lot on cancer research, right? That's part of what you guys do and Legacy of Hope. So, where's that? that and is is there any developments in that area because obviously early detection is a massive thing so i've been hearing over the years i know you work with a lot of scientists and where's where's that head in cancer research these days so we do we fund cancer research we've kind of pivoted there in in two different ways one is like you said screening people's outcomes are going to be much better you're going to lower the morbidity mortality rates when you when you catch these cancers uh, earlier so we're working with different services to try to improve screening against screening that tends not to exist or be easily accessible and poor neighborhoods and also research and population health to make sure what we're doing we can continue to improve and strengthen the processes we have and the the support we're giving okay and we were talking about volunteers earlier on and i noticed that you guys teamed up with the uh police department in philadelphia that's a cool thing man and yeah i've seen some of the photos of the police officers dropping off like bags of groceries and stuff to people's addresses it's amazing man tell us more about that they have been a very instrumental partner. We, we wouldn't be able to reach near as many patients as we do without them. Uh, every single Tuesday, there's multiple 
officers in multiple cars that go to different grocery stores that we work with to pick up about two weeks worth of groceries for families and they drive them to the door and then even take them in the house if they have to. So a lot of these families, they're either too sick to get out themselves. So you can't just give them a gift card or they just don't have the means. They don't have the car or the transportation to get to different places. So it, we get the referral. We put in orders at the grocery stores. Shout out to the Browns family that we work with the grocery stores that they own, which is a lot of the shop rates in Philadelphia and the fresh grocers. Um, and then the, the police, like I said, every Tuesday morning and sometimes in between, if there's really urgent cases, we'll drive the groceries uh, to the families where we now measure the number of families we've brought groceries to in the thousands. So. That's amazing. That must be such an amazing feeling, man. It must be so cool and see these families, their, their faces light up. I'm sure they must uh, really, really appreciate the help. I've told multiple people this. If you're ever having a tough day or tough week, just call one of these families and just let them know, hey, we, we have groceries on the way to your house and the gratitude you'll get, will just it'll change your day around. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I remember one year I was really broke and I was living in Australia. I was living on my own in this apartment and I had hardly no money left. And my brother bought over a, a box of groceries for a Christmas present. Okay. And I was so happy because I had nothing in the fridge. So I know that feeling of just like having nothing and then just having this box of goodies just arrive it's just an amazing feeling so i think this is an appropriate song for for what you guys are doing with the police department this is sign seal delivered i'm yours Well, I done been 
got to give the people what they want. OJs. Like I was telling you, I think that was a theme song for one of the uh, news stations in Philadelphia, I believe. I can't remember which station it was. But talking about TV, I just saw recently you guys were recognized on one of the local channels here in Philadelphia. Tell us a little bit about that. You were helping fixing up a home or something like that. Yeah, for those who've uh, seen the show Extreme Home Makeover, it's it, that sort of idea, but done for an oncology patient right here in Philly. We got a re- referral for a gentleman, one of the most likable, amazing humans I've, I've ever met. He lives with his wife and his three young children. His daughter has uh, some congenital heart defects, so there's a, a lot of time spent in the hospital there. A little while ago, his youngest son uh, was diagnosed with leukemia, so he's taking time off with, to help his wife with his son. And taking all the time off, he lost his job, and then he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. So they're financially just in a really bad way. But I, I tell you what, he is a shining example of no matter how hard things get, you like you don't lose hope. You you go over there, you hear a story like that, and you you think they're just all down in the dumps. He's dancing around with his his daughter Micaiah, I believe her name was, and they're singing. And some of the volunteers that went with us there just said there was so much love, hope, and joy in this house. So just an amazing family. So we came in there with contractors from Price Contracting who donated their time, which was really awesome. And then volunteers from our one of our partner companies, G2 Philly, which is a real estate company, who went in there, replaced vanity, toilet, doors, painting, just other repairs across the house. And it was, it was done in a single day. And Ace Hardware that's in Fairmount donated a lot of the supplies. Wow, that's amazing. So you're getting this TV coverage. I know you, get all these, you do all these interviews. You're getting support from police. How's it feel to... You know, to see this thing from a baby when you first started, this first spark of idea, to see this grow and people volunteer and, and, and the effect it's having on the community. How does it make you feel? It's exciting because in the beginning, uh, Gina and I often laugh. We were the only two people who knew who Legacy of Hope was or even cared who, who Legacy of Hope was. And, and now just seeing a lot of businesses and volunteers get excited, truly get excited about the impact they're having now on cancer patients. And that just snowballs and continues to grow. We're actually uh, starting to look at other cities to expand to. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, okay. And uh, one of the things that you do, which I was involved with as well, was this um, PHL 24. When you guys are running up and down the rocky steps in Philadelphia for 24 hours, like you, like you have nothing else to do, like you know, you're just all crazy. Tell us a little bit about that and other running things. I know you're involved with the Love Run and different fundraising things. Can you tell us more about that? So our next event is on September 10th at nine o'clock at the Art Museum Steps, and it's 24 hours. It'll be music, uh, DJs. There, two gentlemen are actually going to be going for an official Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, climbing the most stairs in, in 24 hours. Wow. I mean, we've had the Philly fanatic there before. It's o- it's always a lot of fun. Anybody can get involved. You don't you don't have to be as crazy as us and try to do it for 24 <laughs> hours. You can get out there and fundraise and just do it for an hour. Go to phl24.life.com or .org, I believe. Um, but yeah, check that out. That's the event website or legacyofhope.life is our website has all the information. So how do you actually raise funds for that? We'll have a sponsor for each one of the, what we call the sponsored athletes, which are all the athletes that are going to be doing the steps for 24 hours. Right. Um, but anybody else who wants to get involved, it's you raise $250 and then you, you can Got you know, be on the steps there with everybody else. And it's, it. it's a really awesome time. It's amazing. Like I said, I was there before COVID happened, obviously. And it really is amazing that to see at the end, just everybody just come together in the photos and just everybody rejoicing that time that you'll share together. It's amazing. And I, see, see these real athletes actually do it for 24 hours. It's mad. A lot of the athletes will do between 50 and 70 miles on the steps in that 24 hours. It's, it's pretty incredible. And I, I know you have work later that night, but there's still a few hours you could come out with us and do the steps. So everybody, uh, <laughs> 
for Benny being out there on the steps. I know. Mike is always encouraging me to do some more running or get more um, healthy and fit and stuff. And uh, I've been trying. I've been inspired by you, man. And every now and again, I get back into the fitness thing, but I just can't seem to keep it going. That's my problem. You know, I do it in spurts, but I, I can't do it every day. And I see you doing all these runs all the time, and it really it's inspiring. But I don't know why I can't. Well, your like, energy is incredible. That's what for you know, obviously everybody can't see Ben here now, but during all the songs, he's not stopped dancing and moving around. So I, I know you got the energy to do it. That, okay, that's, that's, that's my exercise anyway, the dancing part. But I want to play this song for you because I know you're a big runner. How long have you been running for? I started seriously running when I was in eighth grade. I had an uncle actually when I was probably in fourth, fifth grade that got me into running. And it's, it's just, it's been my vice when things get crazy. Yeah. I just, I go out and run until my, I clear my head and I come back and I'm good. Yeah. So. And it seems like you've met a lot of running friends as well. Oh, the, the Philadelphia running community is amazing. Uh, specifically a few different groups is Swag House Run Club, Blackman Run Philadelphia and Winfield Track Club. They are just incredibly altruistic, really welcoming. Uh, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to be an elite runner. You can, you can, you can start out walking, and, and that's they'll, me. They'll, that's me. Hey, <laughs> be great. Come, come on out then. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play this one for you. It's called Running. It's actually by um, Beyonce and Arrow Benjamin, and I really like this track. And if you haven't seen the video for this, I highly recommend you see the video for this because it's one of my favorite videos of all time. The way I feel. I'm standing still Nothing else matters now You're not here So where are you? I've been calling you I'm missing you
Sounds of the Jackson 5, of course, I'll Be There. A very appropriate song for Legacy of Hope. Sorry it's so hot in here, my brother. I do apologize, but the uh, mics pick up everything, the AC units, the fans and everything. So we're sitting up in here sweating. It's boiling hot today again. It's really been hot lately and uh, I don't mind the, the sun. I don't mind heat, but I just can't stand the humidity, man. It just gets to me. But uh, what's your short-term and long-term goals? For Legacy of Hope. 
Our short-term goals here in Philly are to continue to build partnerships with other local businesses, with you know contractors or attorneys, anybody that can strengthen the emergency support we're able to offer. Another short to long-term goal is we've, we've actually created a membership program where for $15 a month, that money goes to support local cancer patients. But in return, we have a lot of local businesses that offer discounts on food, photography, fitness classes, just for being a Legacy of Hope member. Wow. So it's something else to check out. Long-term is expanding to cities across the country. I mean, that Philadelphia obviously isn't the only city that has cancer patients that are going hungry and, and, and going without, so. Right, if somebody's listening right now and they're inspired and they're excited about what you're doing, what's the best way? Can they get involved um, physically or if they are not in this country, what's the best way they can get involved and help? Say, check out our, our website. You can contact us directly at uh, contact at legacyofhope.life and, and we can get, get on the phone and, and find something that they're passionate about and we'll plug that in again. They're, they're, the need's great. So really, whatever you do, whatever your profession is, there's a way for you to get involved. If you want to get involved uh, financially, obviously, you can become a member and reciprocally, then you get uh, discounts at increasing number of businesses right. uh, or you can just make a tax-deductible donation. Okay, okay. Well, I'll leave the, the link below in the show notes so people can just have real easy access and don't have to search for it. What's the one of the biggest challenges you face right now? What's been frustrating for you over the years? In the beginning, it was, you know, Legacy of Hope was something that I thought about constantly. I woke up thinking about it. I went to sleep thinking about it. And I had this, this vision in my head, what it should look like. And it would be frustrating at first to, to tell someone that and they just look at you like you're crazy. But then I, I, I realized, and this is really for any kind of start entrepreneurs, newer entrepreneurs, is one of your chief responsibilities as, as someone who's growing a business or a nonprofit is to articulate your vision to other people so they get excited about it. Um, so in the beginning, it was just trying to get other people to get excited about it. And now it's, I wouldn't call it frustration, it's something we all face is there's not enough time in a day. You know, right, right. As, as the more we grow and I mean, we hire new people and yeah. and then you think, okay, we got some new people, we'll have a little bit more and you don't, then you, you need more people. But that's again, yeah. that, that's a good thing. That's one of the questions I was going to ask you, actually. Do you ever feel like disheartened in a way? Because there's always going to be a need. There's always going to be a need and it's never ending. You ever get disheartened by that or? Never, never disheartening because um, we're never going to give up ever. You know, as long as we're breathing, we're not going to give up. And the people that are involved in the organization now are are so passionate you can't help but be up, uplifted because they every single one of our board members and staff members and volunteers go above and beyond every single day so no definitely uh, realizing the need is huge but never never disheartened okay okay all right well let me play this next one for all of your volunteers i think this will be nice for all the people that are working hard for legacy of hope this one goes out to you one love
never go wrong with Bob Marley, can you? Why does his music always make me feel so good? <laughs> All right, now, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this or not, and you don't have to talk about it, it's totally fine, but there's a new love in your life. And I see a spark in your eye, and I hear about how much support that she's given you and how excited you are. I, uh, I'm engaged to Tierra. I'm going to get married sometime next year, probably next August. We met at a, at a wedding, at a friend's wedding. I was the best man. She was in the maid of honor, and... You know, neither one of us at the time was looking for anything like this. And it just, you know, here we are a year and a half later and we're engaged. So, yeah, excited about that. That is very, very exciting. I saw the photos. You guys look amazingly in love. And she seems so sweet. I met her at your birthday party. She seems very, very sweet. And she seems very, very supportive of what you're doing. So that's amazing. She's got a huge heart. She's smart, funny, intelligent, just you know, checks off all the boxes. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be with her. Very, very fortunate. So. Right. Okay. Um, one question I'll ask actually, it's, um, it's a little bit on the downside, but I'm sure there's a positive um, end to this, is when I listen to the news in Philadelphia, there's a lot of um, negative stuff that goes on in Philadelphia, um, with the shootings and different things I'm hearing, even the, the, the last parade we had on the 4th of July, really upsetting. But what you're doing is really bringing hope to, to people. And I think the, the whole premise of Philadelphia being the city of brotherly love, right? I think we lose sight, right? We lose sight. We hear so much negativity in the news. We lose sight of those special moments, right? The police dropping off a grocery box for somebody or a family you're helping or somebody that you just meet on a run. Those moments on the ground, Right, whenever I'm in Philadelphia or wherever I'm in my local area and I meet people in the store, I just get chatting to somebody. I speak to my local security guard at the store. We've become friends. Those moments are so important and I, get, I think they get forgotten on a daily basis because the news is always about this hype of this negative thing that's happened. And I think you get to live many, many moments like that, right? And I think it must be amazing. Right, I mean, 
no doubt our city and other cities are in, in a difficult spot right now, but I'm fortunate to be able to see the, the other side of that. Uh, you know, I think why we're, we are called the city of brotherly love and the, there's, there's so many organizations, so many people just working around the clock to do amazing things. And I, I on a daily, weekly basis through Legacy of Hope and a lot of the organizations we work with, you know, getting to see the best that people have to offer. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of reason for optimism and, and hope. Love it. All right, well, talking about optimism, that's perfect timing because I'm going to play a track next called Optimistic. And I think that's what we should all be uh, wherever we're at, wherever we're doing. You know, times do get tough sometimes and we all need help, but uh, let's stay optimistic. This is The Sounds of Blackness and one of my most favorite tunes. Enjoy this one. The Blackness. Keep the keep on.
Definitely one of my favorite gospel songs, Sounds of Blackness, Optimistic. I'm going to send that out to DJ Brian J in the UK. What's up, my brother? How you doing? So still here with Michael Rowe, Legacy of Hope. Just finishing up the show here. Thank you so much for joining me today, my brother. I really, really appreciate it. Let's say thanks to some of, some of your team members and uh, who, who would you like to give a shout out to? Uh, one of our newest staff members is a photographer, also our brand manager, uh, Brian Carl Lathrop. Has his own photography business as well. Check him out, an amazing photographer. We've worked with him for years. And also a shout out to one of our longtime partners, uh, Philadelphia Lover on Half Marathon. Uh, through our partnership with them in the last few years, we've raised close to $300,000 for local cancer patients who are really going through it. So, That's amazing. And when is the Love Run? It's the last Sunday in March every year. So For every year. And people can just go to love, loverun.com or just find out I, uh, Philly runs free. Uh, Philly dot com, runs free. Dot life, I think, or dot org. Our partnership with them allows any runner to raise $250 for Legacy of Hope, and the registration is refunded. So you get to run for free and help local cancer patients. You can be a part of another organization, an individual, or any corporation. There's We don't even have a Legacy of Hope team. We want everybody else to, to be part of this. So, yeah. Right, okay. All right, so before we head out... Is there any messages or any other news from Legacy of Hope that you want to mention? Yeah, if you're a cancer patient or family member that are uh, that are struggling, I have your social worker contact us and, and keep hope and, and never stop walking forward. If you want to get involved in any way, contact us, uh, go to our website. Uh, you can get involved, like I said, professionally with what you do. You can make a, a donation. There's just a lot of ways to get involved. And it's exciting to, to see this grow. So check us out. It is. Thank you so much, Mike. Really enjoy our friendship and uh, hopefully I can still keep involved with Legacy of Hope in one way, shape or form. But anyway, I'm going to play this one for you and for everybody in Philadelphia and for anybody that's struggling, uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing in the world. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. This is Curtis Mayfield. Move on up. Aloha, guys.
take nothing less than the suffering best. Do not obey, you must be for safe, but you can pass the test. Just move on. Just move on. 